Hey, welcome aboard the My Ship Story podcast. Time to head up to the pool bar, grab yourself a Bahama Mama, settle in and listen to modern day sailors tell their best stories about life at sea. I'm here with uh, the usual suspects, Scott and Eric. Let's check it and with them real quick and see what's going on. What's going on, Eric? You said you got a lot of stuff going on today. What's up? Uh, well, I've got a few things, but one I let just to recap about catfish. I got oh. it down now. I oh, got okay. it. I, I got okay. the recipe down. Now, this is something I want to really want to hear about because I want to hear how you incorporated that human urine into the recipe. Um, <laughs> because I didn't. Oh, that was probably the best part of it. Um, so I got the recipe down. All it takes butter up the fish uh, and put some Cajun seasoning on it. That's it. Bake at 370 for 20 minutes and golden. It comes out perfect. Now I'm good learning how to cook veggies. I don't cook at all. I know how to make catfish now, cook some asparagus. So I'm make, trying to make it healthier than the corn fritters and whatever else I was, baked zucchini strips. But anyway, so I got that down now. So at least I know how to cook one thing pretty decently. Do you like salmon? Yes, I have to do I salmon exactly the way that you do your catfish. Salt, pepper, okay. and some, you know, champagne dressing or something, but whatever you want to put on it, 375, 20 minutes, perfect. I remember something now. Eric, you commented on the picture that I posted of me as a child in 1973 yes. because we were we just posted <laughs> right. the Vince Neal story. Yes. Um, I just wanted to show everybody my my uh, grade school yearbook. I can't believe that still I have got that. this from. Wow. Well, my parents were teachers. Ah, okay. That at the school, sense. so she has every every yearbook, and so I called my mom, and I'm like. Hey, do you happen to have a yearbook from 1973? And sure enough, she did. But it turns out this was actually my yearbook. I have signatures from kind of signatures. Wow. From six <laughs> kindergartners. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. 1973. That's pretty amazing. Anyway. So I have one more thing, and I'll, and I'll chat this up. I wanna have a I wanna do a shout out to Chuck Guy. He's a friend of the pod, listens every week. The reason I'm doing this shout out is do you remember the well, you've just heard the episode that we we, we aired, which is he gonna give you twenty percent off a of Geico? No, 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 no. <laughs> so remember the creepy doll comment that I said about that I walked into my friend's house and his mother yeah. well. I didn't like, I totally forgot about that comment. And he listened to it before I actually told him <laughs> about it. So I was kind of like, oh crap, when I started listening to the episode today and that part came on, I was like, oh my God, he listens to the pod. He's going to think that I'm like, that I just told the story about, you know, his mom's dolls. So like, thank you, Chuck, for listening to the pod. And sorry, I didn't get to you before you heard it on the podcast. <laughs> I forgot to uh, mention earlier, you know, we're like going or, or doing our rounds of stuff uh, uh, in the podcast that we had earlier. But on the other side of thank God everybody's OK, but my kid was in a wreck of uh, rollover oh, yeah. going to the uh, high school football game, which is, you know, a call and, and you know, something that you never want to get and already had nightmares. But, you know, everybody walked away. Everybody's fine. Uh, just bumps and screws. I can't believe what I can't photos, either. I cannot I mean, believe that. It's unbelievable that everybody came out like just fine, considering the shape, the, the, the state those cars were in. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so I get the call. You know, we're sitting here watching TV. I answer the phone and, you know, something weird just fell off before he said anything. And I go, hello. And he goes, dad, I've been in a wreck. 
we're, um, we're the car's upside down. We're in a rollover wreck. And I'm like, oh my God, as everything is starting to go through your mind really bad, everybody's okay. We're walking. I said, is there any blood, anybody broken, any, anything bad? He's like, no, no, no. And this was, this was uh, his, his comment. Um, we're all okay. You don't need to come get us. We're going to, we're trying to be an adult about this. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? So they're, they're both 18. Okay. They're twins. Yeah. But you know, so I get there and I'm like, let me, let me make something clear real fast. You can never be an adult about being in the back seat without your seat belt, going from your back seat in a seated position through the front seat, the front passenger and driver's seat into the dash in between the dash and the uh, windshield in half a millisecond. Well, I don't, I don't feel that everything. I'm like, your body's in shock. You're going to feel like you got the crap beat out of you. So, um, but you know, we went and got him, checked him out yesterday and three hours getting, you know, scans and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everybody's okay, but we got, we got good medication. Uh, all right. Well, good, good, good. I'm glad everybody's yep. great. That was, that was, a, that was really good news. On with the show. Yeah. And I got even more good news. Well, not as good news as that, but pretty good news. <laughs> um, we have a really special guest on Today, it's our first hotel manager. Uh, it's oh crap! One, director. yeah. So we've got to be super careful because you know no, no, how no. we. I'm the one that's how... got to be super careful. Well, everybody's got to be super careful, but you know how we are. We three are with warnings and that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to say uh, the, statue, <laughs> the statue of all limitations are gone. Yeah. Oh well and truly, well and truly, yeah. including the ones that I'd be held up for. Yeah, yeah but yeah. anyway, so welcome to the podcast, Gary Davies. Welcome, Gary. Hey guys, it's nice to uh, nice to be here. Nice to be invited, and uh, nice to see you after all this time. Great to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been over twenty five years. Yeah. Yeah. You probably don't remember this, but we were on the legend together, I think, in 95-ish, something like that. Out, I was takeout team on the legend in April 95, yeah, through to yep. about October time when I went, when I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I was on, you were first packs on there. I think I was second payroll, I believe. Right. Uh, probably Gareth Owen brought the ship out with you, didn't he? I believe, yeah, he was he was on the takeout team. I remember thinking, now you say that, yeah, pictures of us in Skagway and that with Mike yeah. Figgis, Julie Sherrington. Yeah, Mixter was there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you, so a, was, uh, were you a hotel manager on the Majesty or the Monarch? Um, yes, I did, but that was oh, 2016. Shit. I got, I, got oh, okay. I didn't get promoted to hotel director until I was, until 2010. Uh, oh, okay. I was long gone. I was going to ask, did you at some point get your door glued <laughs> shut? But you know, that's, no, that's no, no, no. 15 years. Before. My time, my time on those ships was, was long before I went back to do a fill as an HD. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, all right. Yeah. So we got some questions for you. Okay. <laughs> number one, number one, what is a scouse? Scouser is anybody that comes from the city of Liverpool. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right, Eric. I was yeah. completely wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And numbers. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Uh, tell us about um, what got you on ships and when you joined and that kind of stuff. Wait. Wait a minute. So you're from Liverpool? Yeah, that's my home okay. city. I. I. There was a. Uh, there was a dancer named Jean on the ships, and she was from Liverpool, and she was like, you know. 
you know, uh, uh, how you could tell everybody's from Liverpool. And I was like, I don't know. And uh, she was like, uh, we end everything in a question. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. um, how are you Sometimes doing today? And I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Okay. All right, on with number two. Irish. <laughs> that, that actually is a question, yeah. so that's not a really good example. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gary, so... Yeah. So kind of when did you, what got you started on ships and and when did you join? Um, I joined Royal in February, February 1st, 1991. Uh, Did you work for anybody before that? No, I came straight. I came, I came out of, (laughs) I came from a five, five red star hotel in the UK. Um, And the job that I did there was on the front desk. I'd moved the front desk because I'm actually a chef by trade. That's what I went to school. Oh, that's as. right. That's so, right. Yeah, that's I forgot about that. As. So I've got a, rest, a quick recipe for vegetables at some point for you. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, you do need to send me a few because I do not know how to cook at all. Yeah, <laughs> just put them all in there and put some uh, potatoes on it, some bangers and mash. <laughs> just, just let it, just let it cook. No, I, um, I was a chef and I ended up working in the, the hotel that I came from, but I worked for the head chef for a pride i went to work there because i wanted it on my resume on my cv so i took a cutting wage cutting position ended up working there for 14 months there was no movement so i got a bit jaded with the whole chef in business uh, but they offered me a job changing departments to the front desk so i liked the hotel i was dating somebody at the time i was having a good time at the hotel so um, yeah i took i took the job i actually Packed up, I gave because I hated the chef. I packed up, gave my notice, had a leave and do, packed up my car, drove out of the side gate into <laughs> another one of the gates in the ground, went to bed and came into work in a different uniform the next morning, and then stood <laughs> next to the chef that I hated getting breakfast and I wished him good morning and he looked at me and did the Scooby-Doo double take. expletives <laughs> <laughs> about what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I don't work for you anymore. Was that Raul or was that Twinks? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I ended up, so I ended up working there for another like two years, enjoyed it. Um, and it purely by, I was at a dinner party and the, uh, one of the managers, the night manager's daughter actually worked in the gift shop on the Sovereign when it used to be Royal Caribbean in-house mm-hmm. and she gave me the number in those days, you know, you made a phone call and you had an interview on the phone call. And the next thing is I, I was, I was given a, a, a job. I was offered a job and I was getting a visa and I flew out and flew. I was supposed to actually join the Nordic Empress, but then something had happened. I ended up getting put onto the sovereign for a week. Um, and then I was meant to move. But right when I was there, I met Spike Peterson. And Spike oh, yeah. had just come from the uh, Nordic Empress and wanted to go back. So the two of us went in to see uh, uh, who was chief purser then. Sue Myra was chief purser mm-hmm. and said, look, he wants to go. I've just got here. I'd like to stay. Can you get the office to switches? And uh, that, that was it. I had then ended up on the Sovereign for like three years. Um, and... Um, Spike went over to the Nordic Empress and then we crossed paths again when he was sure X on the takeout of Legend in 95. That's kind of how I ended up there. <laughs> right, right. Wow. 
Wow. It's like all these names. We all cross paths here and there. Like you and I crossed on the, on the sovereign. I worked with spike on the majesty. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, crisscross. And then I, I was in, I was in the sun Viking when it was doing Alaska next to the legend. Uh, we were both, both the ships were in. So in sometimes in port, we would, uh, you know, different people from the ships would, would meet up and, and get to see each other. If we ever ran in port together. Yeah, I I uh, took over for Spike on the Song of Norway as as knights, and then of course ran on ran into him again on the Legend, just like <laughs> you did. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. uh, all right, so so Gary, you've been on ships for a very long time now, then, <laughs> and and only and only worked for Royal Caribbean. You've never worked for anybody else. No, never, never done any side well. contracts or anything. Nope. Really? That's crazy. That's crazy. David Royal. I've done a lot of different jobs over the years, though, and I've been involved in projects. I've done time in the office on projects. I've done new builds, brought ships out. So it's never, ever got, it's never got boring. And then obviously going from being a purser, chief purser, to food and beverage, to associate hotel director, to hotel director. It's, it's, it's always been, yeah, it's always been, I've always enjoyed it. And I still do enjoy it. And if it wasn't for covid and what's going on with the cdc taking it out on the cruise industry their dislike or the lack of paying taxes probably in the us and it's become political and the no sale uh, letter would still be there well this is interesting so you were a purser for a very long time but then you went to food and beverage manager yeah i was a purser for 12 years um and it, it, the whole time in the purser's division but the last seven years I was chief person, but then, interestingly enough, it was a conversation when we were doing some of the takeouts and I was doing some time in the office and I had a conversation with Michael Bailey and he said, be careful, there's going to be some changes, don't get yourself pigeonholed, think about what you want to do next. And I thought, if I want to move on and want to move up, I've got to use, I've got to go to food and beverage, you've got to go to food and beverage, because it's the biggest division, it's 57% of the ship's crew. No matter what the size of the ship is, it works out 56, yeah. 57% of the crew. Um, so I, as my background was a chef, I used those qualifications and I went and I interviewed. And then, yeah, I, I switched over to food and beverage, uh, which was quite interesting as well, because I did it when we were in the middle of doing takeout. So I'd ran the, the purses, the takeout team for four of the Voyager class and two of the... Um, the radiance class and then on the last one i was involved in the next thing is i'm now in food and beverage watching the purses doing all the stuff that i used to be doing and while we were waiting for containers and stuff to get the food and beverage side going so it was interesting it was very interesting now how was well, it going from managing pursers you know officer status to man managing um food and beverage crew um it's i mean i, I i'm a firm believer in how you handle people and how you deal with people and how you manage people can be used in any position. Um, it doesn't have to just necessarily be, you know, you like for me as an, as, a, as an example, and I use this example now when I'm talking to people and coming up through the ranks, I use my chef's qualification. So I knew my way around a kitchen, which trans, you know, transfers, I knew my way around a galley, but I didn't run a restaurant and I didn't run a bar. But what I, my job was really to manage the people that were doing those jobs. So I never micromanaged because another thing I hated over the years coming up and working with different people, I took, I like to say, or I like to think that I took the good points of managers, how they made me feel 
for those that maybe be in a different department and don't understand how things work. Purser's department is very, very small. You don't have a lot of in-between managers, whereas the food and beverage department, like we said, is huge. So you're managing managers that are that are managing lots and lots of people underneath them. So mm -hmm. you're, you're working with a, a very, very large department, but you're basically managing managers that are controlling these, these, the crew. Gary, just wondering how life at sea has really shifted. Cause you're, I think probably one of the people that has worked, you know, uh, the longest on ships and especially, you know, in management positions and, and so forth. So how would you describe the difference between when, let's say when we the, we were at sea in the early 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, to today, 20, you know, 20 years later, how, how has it shifted? Um, I'd say there's a lot more rules and regulations. Right. We got away, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> we got away with a hell of a we lot. We ruined it for everyone. You see, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's because of you lot that we've got the rules that everyone can't have fun now. No, but in, in all, all joking apart, about, what was it, about six or seven years ago, I ended up working with a captain who I've worked with in different positions over the years. But he yeah. was a captain in, I first worked with him in 1992. Wow. And um, I, I had dinner with him one night and it was just the two of us talking and we were talking about the differences. We were talking about the, you know, the, the way things are now with the rules, the regulations, the, the, the way everybody looks at time management and right. all of that kind of thing. But also the the the, the tightness of, of of HR and all the diff different things. And I actually turned around and I said, I'm I'm thankful I I worked, I joined, and I had the fun in the early '90s because yeah. if we'd have carried on now like we did then, we probably <laughs> wouldn't make it last a contract. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, you know, it's great to have you on because you can really give us their perspective of how things have have changed because you've been there through through it all and really when when you joined there was still a lot of cash floating around well you were on the big ships though but there was still a lot of cash floating around and all that is gone right yeah no i mean i i remember it's funny i was, I was talking to somebody about this recently actually it was sam because sam's just moved back down he's always on the podcast yeah. with you guys sam's just moved back down so we went even though with the covid it was all you know everyone stayed safe and socially distanced and stuff but we all caught up a few of us caught up for for a beer and we were talking we were talking about you know that 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 yeah it's 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 interesting the the, the changes i was going to say something then as well because it was i was listening to sam's podcast and i oh yeah i have to add this little bit of story you were talking he was telling you the dave perry story about, yes uh, yeah, the PA announcements and all. Yeah. That. Well, the thing, the one thing that Sam didn't mention at the end of that was when Perry was being let go when he was getting fired. That morning when he came into the office, because Chief Person at the time hadn't mm -hmm. supported him, Perry actually ran up to deck seven and threw his keys to the safe oh, no. over the side of the ship. All <laughs> right. Oh, he. he he More pulled key. a Mary Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> went over the Burial at sea. So they yeah. had to they had to get Rocky in to drill the safe out. 
so we could carry on paying people and this is why we also like to get other you know additional people on to like you know remember additional parts of the story especially a story that's you know 25 years old because everybody remembers different <laughs> aspects to it so that's that's really cool that you remember that that is super cool because this this really feeds into my real original idea of having people on at the same time to tell the same story but this is getting this is really getting fun getting different people on and them remembering different parts of I different stories that. and it's just adding on it's just adding color on every single story that we tell it's great he didn't mention that he threw the keys to the ship <laughs> overboard wow that's awesome. safe keys no. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get let's let's get into a ship story that I'm sure is safe for you to tell or okay. relatively safe <laughs> or not safe. Or more or less safe. Okay, so um my name's Gary Davis and this is my ship story. So my story goes back to um 1997 and I was working with another gentleman whose name you might know well, Gareth Owen. Um, oh, yeah. He was yes. uh, and um, we were working together on the grandeur of the seas. Let me Gareth just throw I, let me just throw in here. Gareth has gotten gotten me into so much trouble. I'm usually I'm usually the one that gets people into trouble. But Gareth, I was going to say I don't think you needed any help. So much yeah. trouble. No, I obviously yeah. did. But anyway, sorry, Gary. Go mm -hmm. on. Go on. No, no, no. Well, Gareth actually has just come back onto Facebook. He's been away for a few years, and he's just reappeared. We had a catch-up Zoom call about three weeks ago, so I think you should be you should get hold of him for a, a story because I know oh. he's got a few. I'm sure that's coming down the line. A partner in crime yeah, with you. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, this yes. this this basically goes back to um, we used to Gareth and I were good mates, and um, it was April Fools. It was coming up to April Fools. And Gareth and I decided that we wanted to play a practical joke on as many people on the ship as we could. So what we did was we got a, um, a fax. We, we created a fax. And the company had just announced uh, Project Eagle, which turned out to be the Voyager of the Seas. And it was that was all coming into, into you know, that everyone was talking about that. So we had this uh, email, fake email, um, created in the name of somebody who's still in the company. So I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> Basically, we took it to the uh, radio officer. In those days, we still had radio officers. And he faxed it from one fax machine to another fax machine. So it came in as an incoming fax. So it looked like it had come from the office. And we let a couple of the division heads know about this, but we dropped it into people's inboxes. So the next morning we got them to call meetings in and to read out this, this, this announcement. And basically it was just the first of it was the first one was saying that, you know, due to this, Project Eagle and the company was going to be raising finances. They were looking at the uh, at money expenditure and where they could save money. So what they were going to do was they were going to have all category B employees now have to pay their own airline tickets. So I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but category B was assistant purses, purses, uh, cruise division, dancers, all of those guys. <laughs> Not oh, category wow. C because they are they were the waiters, the bar staff. Right. They already paid their own airline. 
Yeah. So the next thing is this: they have these meetings, and all hell kicks off. Um, <laughs> Eva Gradner threatens to quit, and there's just one that comes to mind. But there's all of these people that really, really start getting upset. So we then had a second fax made that we said, if it goes well, the first one, and you're getting a bit of good reaction from your, your meetings, read this one out. Basically, it made reference to the first fax and a new set of ideas. What we would do is we would start charging for electricity. We would start <laughs> charging in-cabin telephone calls. And you could pick up food stamps from the crew office. And at the very, at the very end of it, we signed it off by saying, Happy April Fools, your favorite purses, Gareth and Gary. Sorry to cut it off here, but that's all the time we have today for the part one of Gary Davies' story. Please tune in this Thursday to find out what happened with the April Fools prank.